The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I'm back. Oh! I'm fully back. Where were you, Teresa? Tell the people where you were. Well, I was here. My mouth wasn't. It's good now. I'm back to normal. I'm back to normal. You sound back to normal. You seem back to normal. You look back to normal. Yeah. The only thing is that my nerve is still not back Mm. to normal. It's still like, I, I don't fully feel this part of my face down here. I think it takes a few weeks. I yeah, was it says it takes about seven to nine weeks. So, but I can talk. I can smile. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> I, I don't think that trip down memory lane hurt us at all. Little little peel back of the curtain here for our friends listening at home. It's really the only place they could be listening. I guess you could be listening in your car or at the gym. But at work, it could be at work. We uh, we fired up the old Alexa. And played a couple hits from 99. You forget how good of a year 99 was. Was it all from 99? It was all from 99. I think. Gravel Pit is from 99. Gravel Could Pit. Could be. Gravel Pit 99. Simon Says. Faramanch. 99. My name is Eminem. 99. You didn't say who who sings Gravel Pit. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Not to be Clan. confused with Jew-Tang Clan, which was <laughs> which was my band at Temple. With Ross. Shout out to Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That uh that, that's there's no recordings unfortunately of of that. Too bad. Too bad. It really is too bad. Anyways. Maybe maybe one day you mm-hmm. and Ross a little can reunion. Reunite. Whoa. All right, we could we could sell out. It's Ross up in New England. He's in California. Ugh, but we better. get him get him to come east, and we'll sell out Temple Beth David, and it'll be it'll be the show <laughs> for the century. Yes, we're not here to talk about music, unfortunately. We're here to talk about married at first sight. Maths. Maths, and we'll do that. We'll do that very shortly. But before then, a little housekeeping. Okay, first and foremost. Before I forget, if you haven't already listened to it, go and check out our collab we just did with the Reality Gaze. We just covered episode one of MILF Manor, Teresa's new favorite show. MILF Manor and John was on fire. Was I on fire? Yeah, you were good. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you were being a little funny. Well, you, know, you know, I get a little excited when we talk about MILFs. And so finally I had Jeez. someone to talk about. I it hope with. your mom is listening. Are you calling my mom a MILF? 
<laughs> There's mom, no right way to answer that. So I don't, was just gonna say, you know, mom is a fine woman. My my mom definitely on a on a scale or a spectrum. Don't don't do that. Well, I was gonna say she's closer to Charlene than Kelly with an E. Because your mom is a mom. My mom is a mom. Classic Meaning, mom. When we say that, we don't mean to offend moms. We're actually doing the opposite. Meaning, you don't have you don't have fake boobs. You're not trying to bang young boys necessarily. Although. Charlene, Charlene is there for that, but you're just, you know, mom, you have gum, you have water, you have umbrella, (laughs) you, she picks you up from whatever, gives you a pep talk if you're drunk, like that's, that's who moms are. That's your classic mom. And and that's, that's Charlene. And we talk about all that and more on that collab. Part one is over on the reality gaze feed. Check them out. Check them out. You guys, I'm sure you guys have heard of them. I'm sure you guys know them, love them. We sure do. So part one over there, part two over here. Yes. You can look right below this episode and you'll find Milf Manor. And I don't know. We've had a couple of people ask. I don't know that we will be covering many episodes of that. No, but we may or may not. We'll see. I think we may cover more on the Patreon as a bonus. As a bonus. And that's a good lead into the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We are about to dive into a couple MILFs. A couple a couple MILFs, if I do say so myself. They trend more towards Young men, literally. April J. They probably trend more towards April J than anyone. A lot By of surgery. By their look. By their looks. Yep. But it looks, yeah. Talking about Darcy and Stacy, Our favorite twins. Yes, we will be. I com- can't wait. I manifested this. We'll be, I think, yes, you're not alone in that manifestation. We'll be covering Darcy and Stacy on the Patreon, on the Cousins Club level, you'll get the audio. Mm-hmm. On the Family Affair level, you'll get to watch us cover that on video. And then Exciting. you also, you get a monthly extra, a monthly bonus pod. Yes, and it might be another app of MILF Manor because... It would go hand in hand with the twin sisters. I think that's the place to do it. All yeah. things MILF over there on the Patreon. Married to reality. Patreon.com slash married to reality. Come Check over. it out. Join us. It's wild. Also, while you're at it, while you're joining things, following things, make sure you're following us on Instagram at married to reality pod. Share your thoughts. Message us. What do you think about MILF Manor? What do you think about maps? What do you think about Darcy and Stacey? Chat it up with us on Instagram at married to reality pod. And let us know if you like it because as I always say... It's legal. It's legal, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Instagram, Patreon. Also, just make sure you're following the podcast right here because, I mean, if you needed any more proof, then what? Did they just drop a bonus collab without a, a heads up? Well, yeah, you got to be following the podcast so that you're the first to get it. We didn't make a big to do about it because honestly, we didn't know exactly when it was going to drop, but those following the podcast got it immediately the second it dropped and they could feast their ears on MILF Manor. Also, it's on Instagram, so just follow us. Well, follow no, us everywhere. Therese, don't talk them out of following the podcast. Oh, no. Follow the podcast. For, for most importantly. Most importantly, follow the podcast. And here's how easy it is to do. You just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as Chris's sleeping bathing suit. Not. Mm. <laughs> Did you see that? He slept in a bathing suit. Well, he sure because I was. He was sweating. He was very sweaty. I could see Eris sleeping in a bathing suit. I don't even mention Eris. I okay. You don't want to know why? You don't know why? You're, oh, not gonna, wh- you're not gonna let me land my joke, Teresa. Oh, landed. Land I could it. see Eris sleeping in a bathing suit. Okay. 
Because he's swimming in pussy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wonder who's because he's an asshole. Yeah, he's not. He's not the best. And he's not good looking. Like I don't get how he gets girls. His personality sucks. It sucks. He. He's, he's, not, not, he's not unattractive. No, he is. I think he's better looking than Chris. No, who, he's the worst looking. Eris is? Yeah. Mm. I'll take Chris over Eris. And that, right. that says a lot. Okay. All right. Eris is just, you know, it's also the, for me again, like, it's the personality too. I can never fully just judge how someone looks if if you see them act and talk, right? If I just saw a pic, then I can say. Let's not go too deep in the housekeeping. Oh, I know. Okay? I know. Because another perk for our Patreon friends is, is we cut all of this out. So if you're sick of hearing us say follow the Instagram, join the Patreon, join the Patreon, and you won't have to listen to it ever again. Why would you get sick of us? <laughs> Why? Hawking, Why? Uh, hawking our different <laughs> channels to follow? I don't know. But we cut it out on Patreon. Just a little perk a little bonus we get right to the good stuff that's true that's true speaking of the good stuff last but not least if you could leave us a review we love it five star reviews get right on the main pod and all other reviews well Teresa and i lay in bed and discuss them so if you haven't left the review please do it means a lot to us do i do am i asleep when you discuss the reviews with well, me in bed fortunately our friends are very kind and we don't get very many other reviews yes you someone just recently gave john some comments and you made his day no that was on patreon that was a patreon message and thank you You and again we'll be cutting this out so that person won't know (laughs) (laughs) we'll send them a specific message we'll mention on the patreon all right that is the housekeeping this house is yep it's straightened up and it's we're ready to discuss Married at First Sight season 16 episode three if you forgot what city we're in we're in nash Ville. Good. Okay. You ready to discuss this A-hole and Jasmine? A-hole, A-riss. Yes. And Jasmine. Uh, Okay. So we pick up where we left off. Falina, his sis, is basically telling him his His, sis. His cousin. Is it the cousin? Yeah, I think they're maybe they're kissing cousins because the, the, well, they are from the South, Teresa. Don't give me that look. The kissing cousins are a thing. The way wait, she, wait, 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 pause. Yeah. What are kissing cousins? I think like kissing, cousins who sleep together? Yeah, I think it's in, incest is best. Keep it in the family is a saying that's popular around these parts. And look, So what about the kids? Like how many hands do they have? <laughs> more than more than enough. Um, but this ties directly into what we were talking about with, with Maddie and Poodle, where Maddie was going, is incest illegal? Is it? And it is. I looked it up. I did the research. Of course it is. Of course it's illegal. You should not be banging your family members. You should not be. And I'm not saying that Eris and Felina are. I just wonder why is Felina so much against Eris trying to settle down? Because she knows that he's an asshole. And I think, okay. I know, but she, honestly, she's making herself look like an asshole at this point. You tried. You said, Eris, are you sure you want to do this? One vagina forever? Are you sure you can handle it? And he said, I got to try. I I think I can. And that's where you leave it. You you tried. You tried your best. You had the conversation. But the minute before he's about to walk down the aisle, Mm. you don't need to be like, I'll hold the door. You run. Well, true. But here is my read on Eris. And so far, I've been right. I think he is playing this player. He wants to be portrayed as a player 
but now he's a good boy because he got old and he wants to get married and settle down. But he's this like, oh yeah, like sex and this and that's like, I don't think so. I don't think he's such a player. He talks like that. Like, oh, I think he is a player. He tries, but who does? Who does he play? A guitar. I think he <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but I think he's probably plucked a couple G strings in his time. But there's no way that he would be pulling one over his entire family if he wasn't a player. I'm sure if Felina thinks he's a player, he's a player. I think, and this is this is his words, he's a spoiled only child, coming from me, but I'm not spoiled. He's a spoiled only child who maybe lives this fantasy if a girl spills a drink on him at a bar that she wants to bang him. That like, may be I don't, true. I just don't buy, like... What do girls see in him? Well, then then that's a good distinction. There is a difference between playing and winning and then just playing. And so maybe he's playing. He's going to the bar. He's trying to chirp up a bunch of women. And maybe he's not succeeding. But that's not to say he's not trying to play the field. He's not trying to bet every woman he can. I think he is. I think he's trying. He may be failing. But I think Felina and maybe others are going, we see you out there. We see what you're trying to do. You don't seem like you can settle down. So maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. He sh- his comments are horrible. Like, how old are you? Are you like 19 and you're about to join a fraternity or what? I was, I'm not going to say I was team heiress because I, I never was, but I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, Ugh. at least until this episode, one of his comments, and we'll get to it, was just. So over the line. Multiple of his, he's just not, he, he's, he sucks. Let me just put it this way so I don't get too deep into this. He, he sucks, which is exactly what he wanted Jasmine to do on, on night one. Oh my God. It crossed the line. But here's the thing. So I'm looking at my notes now and the next scene we get is Jasmine with her dad and we learn he's a preacher, mm-hmm. right? And he's thinking, oh, this is serious. Divorce is not an option. Right. For the preacher's daughter to be with a man like Eris, this is the opposite of of what Father Jasmine is hoping for. I think they both believe in God, which is good. I think that's what they ask for. I think she believes more. Yeah, potentially. I I don't know. It's not a competition. No, no, no. It's not a competition, but I feel like it brings certain qualities, I would would hope. I don't think Eris is really... I think he's lacking those qualities that she's looking for. And that's why she's like, oh, I'm religious. I hope my husband is religious too. So he has certain qualities to him, right? Sure. I don't think Eris has those. No, I think, and I'm not a religious person, but I think there's a few different types of religious people. There's religious people who actually follow the word of God. There's people who were raised religious, but kind of just go along with it and abandon the Mm. word of God. And then there's people who are struggling and look to God for a path and and for a better way forward. And if I had to guess, I would say Eris is B out of ABC. He probably was raised religious and is sort of deviating from that path, but he could be C, which is I, I know I'm a player and I'm trying to get all these women and I got to straighten my life out. So I'm going to look to God, hmm. but I don't, I don't think he is. I don't, I don't know that he's, a man of of great morals. I don't think so either. I I think this is the one 
couple that they really messed up that they messed it up for her because I think she really wants this. I think that he thinks he wants this. It's like Mitch. Mitch thought he wanted this and then he got yeah. married and then he's like, eh, well, well, I cannot bike and serve whenever I want. But I disagree. Mitch wanted it with the right woman. He was paired with a woman who he was not into. Well, he got into her. Not enough. Not enough. In your mind, when you're going to this experiment, this process, you picture the best case scenario and you go, of course, this is going to be the greatest because in your mind, you're getting paired with your dream spouse. In reality, most likely not. And so that's when you go, I was ready to give my all, but then I saw who I had to give my all to and that's not going to fly. I mean, Aries, who's on the scale of zero to ten, and zero is bad, 10 is good. He's like two. And he's calling Jasmine, who's like very pretty, an eight. Hey, compared, to uh, Beyonce, compared to Beyonce. So what? Like, compared to you, Queen Bee, come on. Yeah, Queen Bee on the covers of magazines. Queen Bee hanging out, going to a base basketball game. Looks uh, nice. She's very pretty. An, but an, you eight, can't, an eight. Beyonce is a 10. So, so oh, that's just a solid eight. You're a solid eight, and that's a great score. No, you should have said she's 9.5. Because I know, that's his new wife, and she is very pretty. Like the fact that he actually, that's the thing. If someone says, oh, if Beyonce is 10, what's your wife? If you say it has 10, to be lower than Beyonce, otherwise I don't be, believe but you. But that's the thing. You, it should be just slightly lower, so it's still cute. True. <laughs> he said A. That means he thought of it. That's a good point, right? That's, that's, a, so that's, an, on, that's an honest score. That's not yeah. a husband score. That's so bad. Yeah. Let's let's talk more about it, though, because they they get to the altar, and everyone's smiling. Eris is smiling, of course. Jasmine's beautiful. Jasmine has a big smile. Does she? Bigger than I expected. Not a big smile on Father Jasmine. He was not thrilled. He could no. he could read Eris oh, immediately. I could, if I could read Eris on the TV, he could read Eris. <laughs> but Eris starts clapping, which is off-putting. Oh, it's, it's bad. And he couldn't make eye contact with Jasmine. And I think that's probably because he was so into her. I know he said eight out of Beyonce. But I think the eye contact was awkwardness. Like, she's so beautiful. Where do I look? I'm uncomfortable looking in her eyes. So here's the thing he did that I found very rude. He said nothing to the dad. He's kind of like, hey. I think he was nervous. I think he was nervous. And that's where I go. So? That's where I agree with you. And I go, I think he tries to be a player. I think he's he practices a lot, but he never gets in the game. And so he, yes, he's not smooth. Saying hi, it's nice to meet you. You can say it to literally Anyone. I know. Anyone. It means, I don't want to say it means nothing. It, it means a lot, but it's not like you're not trying to impress by saying that. You just, that's just being polite, right? It's table stakes. That's yeah. what you say when you and meet someone. The fact, he doesn't even, he like, he like nods at the dad. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So we get the I do's. Ugh. Eris seemed relieved when Jasmine said I do. Which she shouldn't have. Rightfully so. They wrote their vows as they all do. And Jasmine says, how could I write my vows genuinely when marrying a complete stranger? But I have comfort in God knowing he found you for me. So I speak to the king I asked God for. And this is where maybe you're putting a little too much faith in God. And I know God's all about faith, but you asked for a king. And so you assume you were given a king. 
And she says, I promise to be an honest, faithful, loving wife. I promise to commit myself to growing our relationship, praying that one day it will lead to unconditional love. And then Eris, and I wrote I wrote this down before we got Gina's friends toast. And mm-hmm. I wrote, Eris just Googled vows or Googled movie quotes. And, oh, and yeah. we, we get an official movie quote later, but I thought this was the first of the of the episode because he's like, love is giving someone the power to destroy you, but trusting they won't. Blah. Love is love is seeing something in someone they don't see in themselves, but I see it in you. It's like, you didn't come up with this. No. I would rather you say, I'm so lucky to be here. You're so beautiful. I'm so excited. And it not be poetic, but it be authentic mm-hmm. than whatever this was. Did you like my vows? I wrote it myself. Oh, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, I could, well, they were very personal. Yeah. Y- they were very personal. And I'll take that any day over the week. I didn't even... I didn't even look at other, like, I didn't even search the internet. I, I truly didn't because I felt like I would get too influenced. Yeah. Because I felt, compared to you, because you're the American and there were a lot of people at the wedding. So I would feel like, ah, oh, it has to sound better. Yeah. And that's why I didn't even look up. I'm like, I'm just going to write what I think is right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I might have messaged your mom and asked her if I have any errors there. <laughs> I looked up vows you did but yours were very personal yeah and the only reason i looked it up is because i wanted to know like what is not even the construct but i don't want to miss anything Mm -hmm. i don't want there to be something in there not that it makes it legal or whatnot but that after the fact i go oh how did i forget to say i love you or something just like in the in the moment being so nervous i don't want to forget to say anything crucial and i did the same thing i'd given one best man speech i've been a best man once and I looked up. That was up, really beautiful. Thank you. And I looked up best man speeches. Again, I didn't copy anything, but the construct and the idea of like, okay, you should probably introduce yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so just like things like that. And then and then I made it my own, yeah. of course. I don't think I said I vow or I promise anything in my vows. Maybe I promise. I think you. I did. A, I promise. I think I, maybe I said I promise. I didn't say I vow. But ours both had up fronts, backs, and then the promising was just like the the meat in the middle. I was trying to be a little funny, but cute, mm-hmm. but like funny. So it's personal to you. And there is this like we have this one, not to turn this conversation about us, but one one last comment. There is this one beautiful photo of John meeting the vows. And it's like a photo of like John laughing, but crying. Okay. You take it easy. That's beautiful. You were laughing at my jokes, but crying because you knew <laughs> because I Because you were butchering the English language. No, <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, it, thank you. It really was beautiful. And again, it was authentic. And that's, I, I find that to be the most important part. Granted, how authentic can you be when you don't know who you're writing your vows for? True. But again, you could still say, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so, I'm so ready for this. As opposed to love is giving someone the power to destroy you, but trusting that it's like, stop it. Ugh. Okay. We all put that up as our away message when we were going through heartbreak in high school. We don't need it here <laughs> on maps. Yeah. He's not very OG. No. So, all right. They seal it with a kiss and they go to talk. Teresa's favorite part. My favorite part. Okay. Chatting after. Eris is so awkward. And he basically says, well, I'm a spoiled only child. I ex- I expect 
the best. And honestly, I'm an only child too. There was there is still one person who totally spoils me. Can you guess that person? Your dad. What? Have you have you met my dad? <laughs> I don't know who spoils you. My grandma. Oh uh, yeah. Now she spoils you too. She yeah. like she loves you. She does. Like my parents always treated me with the way I deserve whatever I deserved. Mm-hmm. So I've never got an extra treatment, extra like spoiled child treatment. I had to work for things or I had to deserve things to get them. Um, but this is what when it sucks being an only child. I feel bad for my parents now because I left. Sure. And it'd be different if you lived closer by. It's an only child moving away guilt. Yeah. It's not like an only child thing. No, no, no. But it's only child moving away. Right. That sucks. For the pa- for me too, I wish my parents lived closer. But he makes himself sound like, yeah, like I'm a spoiled only child. He literally says it. And... Here is why this was the first moment, not first moment, one of the many moments that I was like, ugh, he sucks. She has four dogs, right? Okay, we can go there first. I don't want to skip over. We need, when when I see this moment in the show, when they go to talk after the I do's, I'm waiting on confirmation of whether or not they're attracted. Oh, okay, okay. And so... Of course, we know Eris is attracted to Jasmine. We get confirmation here that Jasmine is attracted to Eris. Apparently, she's like, he's easy on the eye. I don't this understand why you're giving, you're giving them both the same accent and neither of them talk like that. That's the, that's now, please do not give that accent to every single person on this season just because we're in Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but she has a strong Southern accent. I agree to disagree. I like it. I know, but so you're you, to me. You're she's in, like he's fun. I know, but to me, you're insulting them. You're doing. I'm not your, insulting them. You're I like doing it. Your Terry voice, which is it's. Uh, and Terry was born in Kentucky, right which, next to Nashville. I, I understand that, but okay, I'm just saying we can't give everyone the same accent. Okay, well, how am I gonna, the, how, how am I gonna tell them apart? That's the only accent I have besides my accent. You know, then I don't know that you need to give it. But how how would I tell them apart if you're giving them all the same accent, Teresa? Well, <laughs> okay, you're you're very good at the accent. Listen, everyone below Virginia has this accent. Okay, well, call in direct line to Teresa. <laughs> but she says, when I saw him, I thought he's cute, cute, easy on the eyes, a little shorter than me, but he's fit, and Is then. He? She goes, I can pick him up. She goes, I love his beard. Huh. And the beard would have been the deal breaker for me. So if she's okay with the beard, then I think it could work. Ugh, no, I, I, just, I, I can't stand him. And let's get to the dogs, right? Okay. She has four dogs. Amazing. Amazing. And he's like, nah. he's like, ugh, that's too many dogs. He's like, um, Four I, dogs is a lot of dogs, Teresa, especially when you haven't seen where this person lives. Bring it on. What if she said, I live in a studio apartment? With four dogs? It's beautiful. It's not beautiful. That's beautiful. It's not beautiful. That is claustrophobic. It's beautiful. I wish I wish we had four dogs. <laughs> but But he's like, I don't mind dogs. Who says that? I don't mind dogs. Not everyone's a dog person. Everyone should be a dog person. Have you have you seen dogs? I've seen a dog or two. Not uh, today, I just well, today 
I watched a beautiful dog video of this golden retriever that his owner takes him on the train and the dog makes friends with everyone and the owner films it. Beautiful. It was beautiful. It was very, I felt, I felt the love. Well, maybe that's why she was paired with Eris then. Because she's why? got experience with dogs. You know uh, yeah. <laughs> He's a uh. dog. He's a little bit of a dog. Um, when she says she has four dogs, and we and we quickly learn later the truth, she says it. She knows she's fibbing a little. She knows she's under exaggerating because she's like, "I have uh four dogs," <laughs> and then she gives this look. It's like, okay, what's the real number? She has thirteen dogs. It's even better. <laughs> okay, that's, nine, pu- that's, nine puppies. That's too many dogs. <laughs> nine. Nine puppies. I think, okay, you want to hear what's too many dogs? Uh, again, it depends on 102 your... 102 Dalmatians is too many. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on your living situation. Honestly, you think you're a, an animal lover? One dog is too many dogs if you can't appropriately take care of it. I wish we had 13 dogs. If we lived on a farm somewhere, sure, 13 dogs is a great number of dogs. Lucky 13. But if you live... In a New York City apartment, 200 square feet, four dogs, you're a bad owner then. There's no way that you well, can give Well, yeah, a- but she lives in Nashville. I'm hoping that she has a she has a decent-sized living space for breeding dogs. But I'm, I'm speaking truth here. You think, oh, four dogs is beautiful, 13 dogs is beautiful, if there's enough space for them to comfortably live. Imagine they're all best friends. It would be beautiful. I Imagine they beautiful. hate each other. Dogs don't hate each other. All right. All right. We'll see. <laughs> dogs are beautiful. We'll see. All right. Can we cut? I think to- she should just, she should just stick with the dogs. Can we cut to the reception? Okay. I know, now, now she's got 14 dogs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. They say grace before they eat because they are religious. They share that. Eris should have prayed before they brought the food because he doesn't eat meat, I guess. Was that what it was? I don't know, but no one seems to like the food. At... At all. Yeah. Among all of the couples, you're saying. It looked good. I there was one there was one dish where I was watching getting very hungry. So I'll I eat it. I, agree. I eat everything but salmon. I agree. And this is where we do learn about the thirteen dogs and Eris saying that should be illegal. That's too many dogs. Ugh. He, he should be illegal. But it is illegal. And that's kind of my point. Is what do you mean it's illegal? If it's in humane conditions. She's a breeder. I know. That's illegal. But she, if it's, she has nine puppies, she's not going to keep nine puppies. She's going to sell them out or I don't know what she does with them. Give them away. I guess if she's a breeder, she sells the dogs. I guess. Yeah. She's not keeping 13 dogs. Like, Let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm just saying you can't make a blanket statement. Oh, 13 dogs is perfect. That's a great number of dogs. I'm sure it is for her. I'm sure Any she's, number of dogs is perfect. I'm sure she's got a setup that makes it fine. What's your ideal number of pets? In this current apartment? In general. I can't do that. I'm too, okay, in real, this apartment. I'm too realistic. Okay. I would do one medium-sized dog in this apartment. That's it? One medium-sized dog. No more pets? No. Not even a seal? If. One seal in the bathtub. We have two bathtubs. That's why I say so. one seal in the bathtub <laughs> and then one medium-sized dog. That sounds good. Okay. If we had a backyard where dogs could run free, two dogs maybe. Maybe. Maybe two dogs. Maybe. Okay. I'm maybe. reasonable. Yeah. I feel like four dogs is beautiful. I personally, I would love that, but I also 
Could I give all of them my love um, equally? Probably not. And that's unfair too. Don't bring something into this home that you can't give all of your love to. I think like I love my parents and I never thought of this until literally now, right? I don't I'm not I'm going to take my parents out of the occasion. I I never loved anything or anyone equally in my life. There is always something I love or better even people sure. when it comes even to my family and again not my per- I love both my parents equally that's the only thing but like when it comes to my cousins or family members friends I don't love all of them equally. No, of course not. Or I- there's also seasons. Like, oh, maybe, in, and I don't mean literal seasons, but for example, maybe one summer you're besties with one cousin and then two years later you become besties with the other. Like, you, you could love people differently at different times. Yeah, so I don't know if I could love four dogs the same. But I, would, I probably would because I love all dogs. Can we move on? Sure. Eris is talking <laughs> to Jasmine's sisters and friends and he's learning that Jasmine doesn't like confrontation, but they're hoping he can put his foot down, get her back to reality, bring her down to earth when she needs to be. And he's like, sure, I I think I can handle that. And they say, what should we know about you, Eris? He never lived with a woman. Never been in a serious relationship, never lived with someone, so he's used to his space. And this is going to be a a change for him, for sure. The dogs, the wife, the family, it's going to be a lot. I'm going to say this. I don't know why he's on the show. And I don't know why they paired him up with Jasmine. Like he, I can understand if people are desperate in a way, like we dated, we tried it all. It's not working for us. But for him, it's like he never wanted it. He never even lived with a woman. He's just playing or whatever he's doing this is why is he on the show this is the equivalent of going cold turkey if you smoke cigarettes all your life and you just quit and it's like well why are you quitting why don't you use a nicotine patch why don't you like allow yourself just just some cigarettes while you drink he says he's this player and so he's gonna go cold turkey he's gonna go from playing the field to just being married i like the that you compared it to cigarettes because i'll tell you what if you if you smoked before, you will smoke again, and you know that. Like some people will not. No, I oh, think everyone yeah, no. at some point no, will probably. No, no. You might have a puff. No, no, no. I give people more credit. You're really? speaking for yourself. I give people more credit. I think there are people, and I don't know about cigarettes, but people who stop drinking, stop drinking. But it's the thing. <laughs> I think people who stopped smoking and they smoke again in the future smoke when they're drunk. I'm not even joking about this. No, you're probably right. But I will say there's probably people who quit smoking and actually quit smoking. They, Forever? Yes. Not everyone is as weak as other people. Mm-hmm. Some people can quit. Okay. So, okay. So then Jasmine is talking to Eris's mom and cousin and confirming that Eris is fine. And Felina, cousin Felina, has still not dropped it yet. Even though he said, I do, she has still not dropped it yet. And she's going on and on about how this is crazy and she can't believe it. And she's not accepting of Jasmine. She feels like, I can ask her questions, but she's a pageant queen. She's ready for these questions. She's ready. Felina, just leave. 
Yeah, the, he should leave. The deed is done. Now you have to put your own personal feelings behind you and support this relationship. Also, I can almost see her nipples. Like her dress was so low. Oh. It was so <laughs> low that I was like, if she's going to get wild tonight, her boobs are going to fall out of it. Yeah, she needs to worry about herself. Yeah, for sure. Here's the point in their segment where I can no longer give Eris the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, so first he's talking to his friends and com- comparing her to Beyonce. Again, not a bad, a great rating. I would love to be an eight out of Beyonce. But again, if it's my wife. if it's my wife talking about me. What am I compared to Beyonce? Compa- you're 9.5. Good. Yeah, your, your voice <laughs> is better. You have a better voice than her. But if we're just <laughs> judging physical looks, 9.5. But yes, it in reality, if someone was like, oh, Beyonce is a 10 and you're an 8, I'd be like, that's fantastic. Thank you. You're so kind. But really? you're right. If it's your spouse, you should fudge the numbers and say 9.5. Yeah, always. That's not That's not what makes him Oh, no, this is one of the things. But, okay, I didn't pick up the whole thing. I just heard something about get on your knees. We rewound it. Because yeah. we wanted, because this is terrible. Horrible. Okay, this, is, this is terrible. Horrible. And to, to have this on film is even worse. He's talking to his friends and they're asking, what's the ideal night? What's going to happen? What are you going to do? And he says, the ideal night? I'd say, get on your knees. Uh, Pastor Cal should have repelled from the ceiling, Mission Impossible style, and smacked him across mm-hmm. the head for saying that. Unless, unless he meant to pray. But I doubt it. I don't think so. (laughs) I doubt it. I don't think so. But that, that was where he lost me. That's so disrespectful. Yes. To, okay, maybe you're thinking that and that's fine. You're a man. It's not even funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. Like, no one's laughing, but you're dumb buddies. It's, I don't even know if they were laughing. I I don't know. It was appalling. And that's where I can no longer say, oh, I think, you know, maybe he'll come around. No. Like, you're married. You're a married man now. You shouldn't say things like that. And you remember Chris from Atlanta? We always bring him up. So many at queens. least he laughed at Chris because he so was so, queens. he was so extra in all kinds of ways. It's white but- queens and black queens, <laughs> queen mattresses. And this, so, and this is who I get. But he laughed and he was an asshole, but it was, at least he was laughable. Harris is just an asshole. Yeah. No, I mean, still early. He, he may be able to redeem himself oh, somehow, we'll but I'm not holding my breath. And then they get their send off, which is this cool Barbie pink convertible. Yeah, that was cool. I liked it. Yeah, better than just a clap. Better than a clap. He probably has the clap, but either way, solid send off. Solid send off. All right. I think this is a good place to take a break. I All think we right. should collect ourselves after. I, I hate starting with air as we get fired up. I think we should collect ourselves, we'll come back, we'll talk about someone we haven't talked about a lot this season. So we'll, we'll dive into Dominique and McKinley when we get back. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Get off your knees, Teresa. We'll, we'll get off. See, I'm such a gentleman. I'm telling you to get off your knees. <laughs> All right. You ready to dive into Dominique and McKinley? Yeah, it's wedding day. Yes. Friends and family are in Dominique's hotel room. They're all getting ready. Yes, and mom's hope is that 
He's not a city boy. He's a country boy who can kill a bug and change a tire. You're a you're a country bumpkin, Dominique. What what if he is not? And I don't see her as a country bumpkin. Me neither. But I'm. I mean, if they say it, she must be because besides this, she also hunts and fishes. Yeah, you can. I would say you can use the accent. When when we're talking like this, but she doesn't. I, she doesn't go with the accent. I know, but, but I don't see it. You're right. But I she wants to be the country bumpkin. Like she's owning that persona. I don't see it. Oh, but we'll, we'll see it. Maybe she she is going full Alyssa and rocking the cowboy boots with her wedding dress. Yes, the golden sparkly cowboy boots. Anything to distract from that dress, I say, is a good thing. Here's the thing. She's very pretty, gorgeous. So. I just wish she picked a better dress. That dress did not fit her. I don't no, it think. did not. I don't know that that dress could fit anyone. It was no. just so poofy in all I the just, wrong places. Okay. I hate strapless dresses. Oh. I hate it. I, I just don't like it. I think strapless is okay if it's a simpler dress. Maybe. Too maybe. much lace and, and yeah. whatnot and padding for it to be strapless. And yes, there was too much lace and then there was a lot going on. She had a sparkly neck necklace, sparkly earrings, sparkly things in her head. Like that was just a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're all they're just they're there. They're getting ready, saying, "This is what I want." But if nothing else, I just hope he's adaptable. Yes, and I think McKinley looks like an adaptable person. I think he can adapt. So speaking of, he's popping champagne. I'm glad I didn't wish for a guy who can kill a bug because what would I do with you? <laughs> Guys, this I'm not exaggerating what I'm about to say. No when boy. there is a bug in the apartment, John leaves. That's he's not true. Out, Teresa, that's not true. Okay, okay. Now that one time no, that one time in New York, I did not leave. You left. There was a time that you no, left. There you, was also a time that you were texting me. Hey, where are you going to be? Wait, this, when yes, you, this, when is you, the, this is the time I did not leave. When are you going to be home? I'm like, um, I'm coming soon. I'm on the, getting on the subway. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, just, just, just come home. I came home. He's standing on the couch mm-hmm. holding a big book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? And he said he saw a cockroach. Who flew from one side of the room of the room to the other, yes. and then climbed under the couch. So John's <laughs> standing on the couch with a book. I was in in a defensive position. I was ready to react, and yeah, flying cockroaches. Forget how big your apartment is. Only and, in New York, and ours was not big. There's no room for flying cockroaches. No, maybe no. a dog, but zero flying cockroaches. I'm not a bug guy, and I blame my parents for that. I'm a bug guy. What are we talking about? Yeah, I hate bugs. Guy. I hate bugs, but someone has to do the job. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. And, and thankfully All you do you. is you spray for the bugs. And we need to. I said a reminder and we oh. need to. There's we- a beautiful spray. I think it's a raid spray, not a sponsor, but I'll sponsor it all day. It's a, it's like a roach spray and you just spray it around the, the floor every month or two and it keeps the bugs away let's just let's just knock that we don't have bugs we just do the prevention yeah but it's it's when you spray you always have one dead cockroach i know i think it attracts them there is always one dead one i just think i think they're there i think they're out of sight but the spray 
they they crawl let's out. Let's not talk about let's it because I, I I can. This is like We're a new apartment you. complex, so I'm yeah. hoping still that it's 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 holding all the animals outside. Yes. Okay. So Dom popping the sham or not Dom uh, McKinley popping the champagne with his groomsman and his groomswoman, and he says he's nervous because he was vague when it came to the description. He said, "I'm a boob guy." But it doesn't matter. All boobs are good. I kept it vague, which here's what I'll say. Worked out in his favor. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe Dominique's not everyone's cup of tea. I think she is a beautiful woman. I think it worked out. A lot of the times I feel like the experts try to teach you a lesson mm-hmm. and are like, well, I'm into athletic blondes. And they're like, well, we're going to give you a curvy redhead. True. So Dom or, uh, McKinley kept it. Kept it generic, and I think it paid off. Yeah, and I think Dominic also wasn't very specific because, like, later on she says, I didn't specify what the race I I like or anything like that. So I think they both were kind of like, we just want someone who can be there for us. I think the only red flag for McKinley is her age. Yeah. It would be a red flag for me because you think back, when I was 25, I was on Tinder. Well, I met yeah. you. I met I met you when I was twenty five. But what I'm saying is like you want to date, you want to have fun. Like I didn't want to get married at twenty five. Oh hell no! No, I think maybe she could have gotten out of her system earlier. But and as she says, she's an old soul, so she maybe not everyone just wants to play the field. I don't want to play the field, but I was like, well, when I, I turned twenty five, that was the time that I was like, well. It would be nice to meet someone. Like that was mm-hmm. the moment of my life when I'm like, I'm getting older and I'm getting, I'm, I'm a little lonely. I would like to meet someone, right? But it wasn't like, shit, I want to settle down and marry someone like right now. And I was like, I need somebody to kill these damn bugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's go time. So a mother, Linda, is with McKinley. She's not thrilled about this. She nope. she will say it multiple times this episode, a mother wants a traditional courtship. You want a traditional courtship when you're a mom, and that's what I wanted. But here we go. Now who knows? I'm going to have a diva daughter-in-law. I might get a bitchy D-I-L. I might get a bitchy daughter-in-law, but it's out of our hands now. What are we going to do? Okay, take it, take it easy, Linda. Take it easy, Linda. You're going to be fine. Yes. So he walks down the altar. I mean, down the aisle yes. to the altar. Yes. And you know how always like you see the families and you can tell that her family is probably biracial because there is a lot of like biracial sure. guests. It, it's a diverse yeah, very side diverse. of the room. And I love it because usually you don't see that. Like most maths couples are paired up based on their race. Here's what I'll say about maths though. And we were talking about it. I think we were talking about it off mic with Maddie and Poodle. Married at First Sight is one of the most diverse shows, which is great. Diverse with the cast, but they don't mix and match, if I say it they don't, this way. Right, right. There's not a lot of interracial couples. No, I think like we had Lin- Lindy and Miguel on the previous one. Who yes. Like Lindy's white, Miguel w- was Hispanic, right? Yeah. But you don't see too often. No, Love is Blind does it. Yeah. Which I like when the shows reflect what you see out there in the world. And it's becoming more and more common in the world. And so we're seeing it more on TV. We haven't seen a gay couple no. on maps, which has to be right around the corner, it, right? It should be. There's no 
reason you couldn't have one gay couple yeah. mixed amongst the heterosexual I was couples. just going to say, we also see diversity on 90 Day. Yeah, but that's the name of the game. What do you mean? At least internationally. Right. You you see, you're going to different countries. If you're going to go to a Spanish country, it's going to be your American with Hispanic and vice versa. If you're going to Jamaica, if you're on Love is Blind, right? So y- you do. But I think it's a little more expected. If you're on Love in Paradise, you're getting uh, well, very I'm confused. I'm so bad at it. I'm so, yeah, well, that's behind us now. <laughs> <laughs> but right. yeah, but this is, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. So Mackley walks down the aisle waiting at the altar. And then we have Dominique walks down the aisle with her mom. She was so cool. And she said, I'm so cool. I'm so calm, not nervous. Until the last moment. Then she kind of broke down and I think reality hit her. Yeah. And she started she started to get a little anxious and cry. A little bit. But later on she says, I always smile. And it's so true. She yeah. always smiles. Yeah. Yeah. She got down to the altar. They were both smiling. You, yeah. They had a little nervous banter, which I appreciated. I think you could see, okay, they're both happy to see each other yeah and i can see them together totally yeah totally and so they say id i do id they might need an id dominique <laughs> she's, she's she's a little young um they say i do they wrote their vows and she says to mckinley i i promise to give you the best of myself and ask of you more ask of you no more than i can give i promise to be open-minded Ask questions. I promise to grow with you, to be your shoulder to cry on, your biggest fan, and the element in your life you never knew was missing. Beautiful. I haven't Beautiful. heard that in a movie. <laughs> Dominique, I truly believe we are here at the right place at the right time. I'm excited to learn from you and grow into the best man, husband, and father I can be. I believe the journey is the most amazing part, and I can't wait to do that with you. I spent my whole life searching for that lucky ticket. Today, I hit the jackpot. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, another movie movie reference. So they seal it with a kiss in Teresa's favorite part. Chatting after. Okay, so McKinley is very attracted to Dominique. Let's get it out there. And Dominique is also attracted to McKinley. We, We got a connection here, at least physically. Yes, and then the producers pull Dominique on the side and say, um, what's your husband's name? There's always one. It was, it was Katina. And Elijah one. Yeah, she could not. <laughs> and now again, yes. Because the, these are like very unusual names. Yeah, I guess. America needs a name calendar. You literally, people name their kids after a bowl of fruit. It's like, oh, I had a really good apple today. Oh, Fuji. Well, that's, and then you have a fucking baby. No, His name is Fuji. Uh, it's Fiji, first of all. Okay. Um, but <laughs> Chris Martin, who's not American, named his child apple. Yeah, because so. of Gwyneth Paltrow was like, I yeah. fucking love apples. I'm going to have an apple. She's a little cuckoo. Um, but they're, they're talking. The age conversation does come up. And and McKinley learns Dominique's 25 and wonders, am, am I too old? And she says, no, I wanted someone mature. She didn't seem thrilled about his age. And I thought, uh-oh, are we not going to have a connection here? But 
that was, that was pretty much the only hesitation right after that. I was like, oh no. She's like, I think he's handsome. And they seem, yeah. they seem to hit it off. Yeah. They were a little nervous, which is expected. And I think it's good. When they were taking photos, you could see they were a bit awkward. And I go, it's good. It's good that you guys are both awkward because I think it means you're both nervous because you like each other. Yeah. So like, I, I always, every single time we have a couple on maps who's so into each other right away, just keep making out, right? They never make it. No, because then that's lust and yeah. that's not love or it's alcohol Ooh, and yeah. it's not love. This was like, oh, playful, cute, nervous. Yeah. Maybe we have a little crush on each other right yeah. off the bat. It was good. No, that was good. So they're taking the photos. It's very cute. He's trying to do the dip. Mm-hmm. When I dip, you dip, we dip. He dipped her. I don't think you dipped me. I don't think we did the dip. Um, well, we might have tried the dip. Maybe we did the pickup. Oh, That's we did a beautiful the pig- photo. We did the piggyback ride. Did it? no, but I did. Pick I you wish up. we did. We should have done the piggyback. We ride. should have. It would be yeah. beautiful. And then we have the chat. So like Dominic is chatting with his mom and sister, and she opens up about how. She didn't specify <laughs> the race. Oh, yeah. Well, mom. But she hopes to be accepted. All she wants is to be accepted for who she is, no matter what, which is beautiful. And Linda keeps going on about, well, as a mother, you expect to have a traditional courtship. <laughs> a, a couple of years, then you get married. Traditional oh, get court- over this, Linda. A traditional courtship. Yes. Or in a couple of years, you get cheated on. In McKinley's case, and find out that your girlfriend's engaged to another guy. So sometimes, sometimes, Linda, that doesn't always work out. Well, luckily, sister, I I didn't get the name, but his sister was a big supporter of this process. So she's very happy. She's there for it. And it's beautiful. And McKinley is basically having a very similar conversation with Dominique's mom and aunt, because mom is also worried about her being biracial and if his family is accepting. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm not happy that it had to be addressed, but I'm happy that it was addressed. Like hopefully in however many years that this won't need to be a conversation. I was just going to say it shouldn't have to be addressed. It shouldn't have to be addressed, but I'm glad that they felt comfortable enough to address it because yeah, Dominique's mom Toya is like, is it going to be an issue that Dominique's biracial because we're black? And she just comes out and says it. And Max like, no, not at all. And I don't know if it will or it won't be. Max saying it's not going to be. And then to the camera, Toya's like, Jeffrey Dahmer was nice. Every mass murderer was nice. I think she watches Dateline. Well, Toya's not wrong. I mean, they were all white too. So Toya's not wrong to be a little suspicious of the pretty white boy. Well, I would hope that they, they do decent background checks. Yeah, you're not you're not a serial killer until you're a serial killer. True. Okay. Well, there there as far as we know, there's never been a mass <laughs> Dateline crossover. Not so yet. we can hope. Let's hope. Y- you better believe we'll cover that. <laughs> okay, that's that's McKinley and Dominique. Yes, I hope we get, we they make it. I was just gonna add, their send off was a balloon guitar send off. Yeah, I didn't even, that looked like my bar mitzvah. I didn't take Right? Him, I was like, over. how, is it because she's so young? So you're yeah, like, oh, let's just give them like some balloons. Some inflatables. Yeah. <laughs> but balloon, balloon guitars. Yeah. So, all right. Next, Nicole and Chris. And this is what I learned from you guys on Instagram. Everyone is rooting for them. I, most of you guys think that they're the best match. Ew. And the only match who deserves 
to make it. Oh, and it's oh, like, oh. here's the thing. Oh. I can, I said they're not going to make it because I think Nicole might be a little bit too much for him, but I can see them making it. I stick with my initial feeling. We're three episodes in. I'm still sticking with my initial feeling, which is Chris probably not in love with her, but is tired of being alone and feels like, well, I can't get anyone else. So he will settle for her. But I don't think it's a love connection or will be a love connection. I don't think it's a perfect match. I think she's too much for him. I think this is oil and water, but I could be wrong. I don't think he's going to settle for her. Like they're, she's not, like they're like equal, equally good looking. They're, There's more than looks. I know, but I was going to say she's a little cuckoo, but he is, a, uh, she says it later on that this is, Everything's good, but this might be an issue. He's too nice, and I feel like I might not, I might not satisfy him with me being nice because it's just not me being nice all the time. I don't think they're that compatible. I mean, let's watch them take photos. You can see Nicole is living her fantasy. This is a fairy tale fantasy of her. I'm getting married. We're taking photos. Chris is as stiff as a board. She's using him like a prop in these photos. Like oh, he's this, awkward. He's I know, so socially awkward. I know. He needs a drink for sure to, to loosen up a little bit. But he's a prop in these photos. This is my husband. It could have been any of a million men. This is who they gave me, so this is who I'll pose with. Here's the thing. He needed someone bolder than him. He needed someone who's going to take the lead because he wouldn't. That's fine, but he needs someone he's into to take the lead. I think also. he's into her. Maybe. I think I think he's very nice and so he's he's going with the flow. Yeah, well, I think that he keeps saying I think. I think both of them went into this process with a very open mind saying, I just want someone that I can be with forever. I don't care yeah. what they look like. I don't care about their background. I just want to connect with someone forever. I think you're half right. I think the first half. I think Nicole went in saying, I just want someone who can stand me, period. I just want someone, <laughs> period. Um, they sit down to eat. Nicole is rambling, of course. When is she not rambling? She's going on about the number 25. And we learn that they got married on Monday the 25th. Yeah. You, you couldn't spring for us even a Sunday wedding lifetime. You got married on a Monday. The hotels are empty, I guess. Do you think maybe some got lucky, got a Saturday, some got a Sunday, some got a Like maybe they couldn't. I'm sure they didn't all get married at the same time because no. you're going to pay for all those film crews. I'm sure maybe like two weddings at a time. Well, here's the, here's the thought. They all go on the honeymoons at the same time. True. So do they That's do, true. Some, do some couples wait multiple days? Nah, yeah. I think you, I don't know. Maybe they do get all married at the same time because now that I'm thinking about it, I think they're all assigned a producer. So they're probably all assigned a film yeah. crew. Yeah, maybe. So maybe they were I all married on Monday. I think they are because I think just because they go on the honeymoons at the same time, yeah. I don't think it would be fair if some people getting married the day before and some people have three days in between. What do you do? Do you hang out together? Do you go back home? Like, You're what's happening? Right. Yeah. Call in if you know. So then Nicole's talking to her friends. And she's like, I can tell. Chris is going to spend the rest of his life trying to make me happy. Maybe. Or he's just the type of person who spends his life 
trying to make others happy, any other person happy. I don't know if it's like, well, you're my wife. I'm going to try to make you happy. I think he's just maybe a people pleaser. I think he is a people pleaser. But if he says one more time that, what, what, what does he say? Good guys Oh, come nice last? guys finish last. Ah! Good guys do come last. Good guys never come first. <laughs> but nice guys finish last, which I guess is the same thing now that I think about it. Never put yeah. it that way before. But thank you, Theresa. Oh, you're welcome. Again, you can get off your knees. <laughs> okay, okay. You take it easy over there. <laughs> can we talk about Chris and Nicole's dad, Mark? Mark needs to take a chill pill and a drink. I'm putting a lot of trust in this whole process, but are you a criminal? Are you a scam artist, a serial killer? I don't know. I don't know I who mean, you are. Uh, potentially. But, th- but I could see Chris being the serial killer before McKinley. Uh, yeah, possibly. But he just wants to make sure his crazy daughter gets someone who can stand her. Oh, Mark's like, right now it's fun. She's got a dress. She's got some rings, but she's also got dogs. <laughs> Not 13, but she's got some dogs. And are, and are you ready for that? Are you ready for a life with her dogs? She has one dog. He has two dogs. Three dogs. Oh, wait, he has three dogs? She has, th- Mark said she has three dogs. No, she has one dog. He has two dogs. That's oh. three dogs. I got, yeah, three dogs somewhere, but. Yeah, that's, he combined amount of dogs is okay. three. <laughs> so, of course, Chris says he is, right? Because he's just there to please. And so he says, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it all. He looks terrified though. So he could just be saying what he thinks other people want to hear. He looks terrified. I mean, Mark came in hot Ooh. and heavy. Ooh. Speaking of hot and heavy, the stripper in the orange dress playing an electric guitar send-off. What was that? <laughs> yeah, did they hire Hulk Hogan to play electric guitar for their... Oh, yeah, brother. Right this way, brother. That was their send-off. They high-fived people, and then this person in the dress was playing an electric guitar. It was terrible. It was horrible. Uh, I it remember we had, a, we had a big band at the wedding because John is very invested in music, and so am I. I made a very, very big deal about what they wear. I said they all have to wear black and yeah. like a nice suit, suit and tie kind of thing or like dress shirt. And like nice a, pa- a white shirt, black tie. Yeah. Like you could wear a black blazer even better. Yeah. Like uh, very specific and they all deliver because if you don't specify, we've been to weddings. Oh yeah. They'll wear whatever they want. One or two of the people just wear like Hawaiian shirts and it's like... <laughs> What are you what are you wearing? Read the room. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk Hogan did not read the room. Or maybe maybe Hulk did because I think Nicole was loving that. I don't know what was going on, but that was an interesting send-off. Uh, but that was that was not the 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 biggest fashion faux pas of their segment. The biggest fashion faux pas was what Chris sleeps in. I think fashion faux pas is Chris's middle name because everything <laughs> everything he puts on is a fashion faux pas. Uh, he sleeps in a bathing suit. Right? This is unbelievable. This is unacceptable and unbelievable. I think he's just super excited about a honeymoon. Oh, he's you're uh, saying, oh, dressed for yeah. a, a tropical island. It's the same thing when you see people in January at the New York City airport wearing flip-flops. Like yeah. they're going to Florida and they're just so excited they can't wait. I thought you meant excited so much so that he might have a wet dream, a nocturnal emission, and so he's wearing a bathing suit. I to, didn't go that just, far. Just in case. But sure. Yeah. So that's that's Chris and 
Nicole, and it gets it gets a little hot and heavy when they yeah, got. They have a cuddle sesh, but they said they went away with banging. They had a high school makeout sesh, is what they yeah, had, which is fine. Get they to know each nuts. other. Go nuts, kids! I think it's important. And my one of my friends, you know her. Her name is Misha. She used to lift with me. She was my roomie. Okay. She once told me, and she actually asked me when you and I started dating, if you smell good. I'm like. I'm like, yeah, like he smells great. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't mean like his perfume. Like when you like hug and everything. My pheromones. Yeah. Too, so yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it feels great. Like I, and I never thought of that until she mentioned it. Oh. Never. Oh. And it's probably true. Like it's very true. And I think that scuttle says if you just like don't smell good to each other. And again, I don't mean the perfume or whatever. It's not going to work if you just don't yeah, have the fair, this. The pheromones are important. Yeah. And I was thinking a lot about this. I didn't bring it up, but MILF Manor for the <laughs> for the challenge where the MILFs are blindfolded and they have to find out or figure out which one is their son. I Grinch. Think, I think the pheromones play a large part. Like you can smell your son. You can smell your family. Maybe. I think that's maybe how you do it. That's maybe. You, I mean, I can it. smell you. I can smell you too. I can smell uh, your butt. You smell terrible. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Gina and Clint. We're at the reception. They're trying to guess the honeymoon. They both guess the Bahamas. But is it going to be the honeymoon? That's just what they say. They just think, that. I don't, I don't know where it's going to be. And Clint is like, I can't wait to sail. Can't wait to sail. Of course. Classic Clint. Yeah. He, yeah they, they're having a good time. They're kissing. They're laughing. But the good times come to an end when Gina starts talking business. Classic, classic, what do you call it? Classic edit. It's the ramble edit. When anyone starts rambling, you get this edit where it just becomes this montage, this cut of talking and talking. And oh, look, a rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's rambling about work and, you know, she's sure she's successful. She's been building her business. And Clint is like, well, I'm glad she's successful. But... Enough with the work, though. He says this to the cameras. And then we cut back to Gina. Gina was like, well, I have to tell you something. I'm a workaholic. And she just keeps going. It's tough because I would imagine hairdressing. I think that's uh, hairstyling, hairdressing. It's a passion, right? It it should be. It should be. And, And you would want your stylist to be passionate about it, to stay up on it, the latest cuts, the latest trends. So... I get it. It's not someone who just clocks in and clocks out. It's a passion of theirs. Mm -hmm. And when people are passionate, they talk about their passions. And so maybe Clint is not passionate about IT or whatever he does. Yeah. So he's not used to it. But we love talking about our jobs. We love talking about the industry. We love to. So to me, I don't know that would be a turnoff, but I guess it's time and a place. And maybe this is not the time or the place. Yeah. Well, we heard from one of our friends and I'm not going to mention her name for a reason we discussed. But she said to us that. Oh, yeah. Clean makes good money. I'm not going to even say how she knows it. Well, I wanted to say how. Oh. Can we not? Let's let's dance around. Okay. He's a say he worked as a salesman. Yes. At a... Like a, an exec, wanna, executive salesman. Yeah. Uh, more Let's or less of a go, so, as like a software Yeah, like, and he said say. that too. He works for a technology company, yeah. which is true, as an executive Make six salesman. Figures. Six figures. And he's high up there with his salary. Yeah. So that 
I'm glad our friend, you know who you are. Yes, thank you. Send us this tea because it helped us understand like, okay, he loves sailing. He seems a little posh, but it's not coming from his family. Maybe his family is way off, well so. off. I think so. But it's he does well for himself. Yes. And then we get, oh boy, do we get my favorite part of this episode. Teresa, who's, what is this woman's name? Lindy, Lindsay, Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay's never disappoint on Married oh, at First no. Sight. And this one sure didn't. She was drunk as Lindsay from Boston. And boy, did she deliver. If not a drunker. Please never steal, cheat, liar, drink. <laughs> <laughs> but if you must steal, steal each other's hearts. If you must cheat, cheat death. If you must lie, lie in each other's arms. Will Smith Hitch. <laughs> it is from Hitch, right? It's absolutely from Hitch. And I don't know why we're quoting this movie again. Write something from the heart. But if you must steal, steal a quote from a shitty movie. It is a shitty movie. I don't even think I've finished it. I've watched half. I, I don't even remember what it's about, but yeah. Yeah. Um... You can leave now, Lindsay. You've made your point. Oh, she has not. <laughs> she was so wasted. She uh, she was being held up during the cake cutting ceremony. She was so drunk. She she was like faint, fainting from the cake, cake cutting. I just think she was passing out. I think she was slipping into unconsciousness. She was, she was so like, I just drunk. have to make it through my toast and then we can party. I've never been drunk at a wedding. I always keep it very, very sober-ish. Like I have drink, mm. I drink, I do drink, yeah. but I don't get drunk. Like I drink enough to enjoy it, but I never, I've never been drunk. Okay, okay, take it back. I was drunk at our wedding. But we weren't <laughs> but really. I, no, no, but not like badly drunk, but like I was enjoying myself. But I think other people's weddings, like you don't want to be that drunk guest that no. everyone's going to be talking about that they ruined things. No, uh, the the wedding where I was the best man and I had to give the toast. I was trying to keep it cool because I was like, I have to give a toast. I have to give a toast. Stay sober. You you chucked my drink. And I was then, like, what are you doing? And then 10 minutes as as the maid of honor was doing her toast, I was like, Oh, give me a drink. I was like, give he me chucked tequila, my tequila give drink. Me, yeah. I'm like, and then he chucked his own. I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be wild. But it didn't hit until after my toast. I think it was fine. I, I could have been a little looser actually during the toast probably. But well, uh, your toast wasn't the wildest thing. That was the, that was the wedding with all the naked people in the background. You're right. It was in Boston and across the street was a hotel. <laughs> was it a hotel or an apartment I think complex? it was a hotel. Guys, I've never seen so many naked butts. So much. We saw sex. We saw naked people, people. getting out of the shower. For so some reason, I don't know if the hotel, if the glass seemed tinted and so they thought people couldn't see. Yeah, but there was like those hotels or apartment complexes in the city that the whole thing is a glass. There are no walls. Yeah, yeah. And we, everyone was like dying laughing. And it was so distracting because the bride and the groom were taking their first dance and we were like dying laughing because there were like five naked people, yeah, right? It was just like third floor, seventh floor, got eighth floor, next room. It was all the butts, all the butts. Because it was like the time that you're getting ready for bed or you just get home, you want to shower. Everyone was showering or banging <laughs> out of control. 
Um, so okay, so then so then Clint goes and, and talks with with Gina's bridesmaids, and of course Lindsay is there, like three inches from Clint's face the entire time, just breathing her tequila she, breath on him. She's like, what, what, what makes what Tell makes me. you worthy? What, what, what makes you? Ready for for marriage. What are you most excited about when you get alone with Gina? Show me on my body. What are you most excited ah. about? <laughs> and Clint says, "I'm just gonna I'm gonna take it slow, please. I um I, I don't I don't want to make this about sex. I'm gonna take my time and and please somebody get this woman a water. Yes, a water and a liquid IV. <laughs> and then uh, they're they're sent off with like a drum line. Yeah. And and of course a nautical pun from Clint who says, So far, calm seas, steady breeze, smooth sailing. Classic Clint. Classic sailors. One and more. One more. One more. Kirsten. There we go. In Shakir. So we're at the reception. And they both hate the salad and they kind of bonded over it. At the same time, they're like, What the fuck is this? It looks and good. And and for a moment, I'm like, I guess the bald head's not a big deal. I guess she she's looked past it. She's over, and it's going to be smooth sailing. Well, she kind of says it. She's like, well, now I'm seeing all the pluses that he has. He's well-educated. He's nice. He's funny. So he, it seems like she's getting over the fact that he's bald and, and a year younger. Until the glasses start clinking. Yeah, she's still not ready to kiss. But there's part of me that I'm like... Maybe, like, you're not there yet. And it's okay. Like, it's better to get there naturally than to force it. And the fact that she's, yeah, she's very superficial. Absolutely. Like, she shouldn't be on this show if you don't, if you can accept that the person might not look exactly as you wished. Like, you, this show is for people with a very open mind. And I don't think she has that. However, she starts to see why they were matched. So let's give her a little a little bit of time and hopefully they can start making out soon. Yeah, 100%. I don't think you need to go lip to lip on night one. That's not what the show's about. Yeah. And as you said, the couples who are tongue wrestling on day one usually don't make it. Yeah. The only prerequisite, the only thing you have to commit to is trying. And so as long as Kirsten is open to trying and it's not just shutting the door immediately, then take your time. Yeah. Well, then Trickle is talking to her friends and they're like, well, we're easing on him tonight. I know. But tomorrow we're going to grill him like a potato. Because he, he was. He was saying what they wanted to hear. And they're saying, well, you're too much of a politician. We're not going to just believe what you say because you're saying it. But they were being respectful of the occasion and saying, have your night, tomorrow we'll dig in. Also, like, everyone can make shit up. I guess, like, some people have, a, some people are more open than others. Some people think twice, right? But let's say if he is, and he's very smart, so if he is a smooth talker, he's going to be a smooth talker tomorrow. Let's see how he acts. But also, if, if the friends aren't as religious then I could see his approach being a little off-putting because his whole thing was when they asked, well, why did why did you sign up for this? Why are you here? He's like, well, I'm a God-fearing man and I prayed a lot and I asked for God to send me signs that this was for me. And I could only imagine 
as someone who's not super yeah. religious, that if that's what was coming at me, I'd be like, I, I don't know. Now, if you are a God-fearing person, this is exactly what you want to hear. True. So I don't know where the friends lie on that spectrum, but I was just happy to hear like, all right, you you said what you needed to say and, and we'll dig in more at a later date. Yeah. Here's when he, oh boy. he got a little cringy. When he got on his knees. He did. And he took that little thingy. What do you call it? Uh, he went bobbing for garter belts. He did. And okay, that's one thing they all do it. Okay. But then he gives it to his mentees <laughs> who put it on their head. Get out of here. It went but, a little but this too is far. not even the cringiest thing. It went a little too far. Him stripping mm. without mm. taking the clothes off. What are you doing, Shakir? Just focus on your doctorate degree. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, that's where he lost me a little bit too. He wasn't reading the room, he wasn't reading his wife, but he was having fun. Yeah, and that that's good. Well, speaking of reading, his friends are reading. Mm. And they're reading mm. that he may or may not, probably may, be into friend zone. Yeah. And he, how are you gonna get out of it? Yeah, he's he's talking to his friends and again at first they were like, We respected that she didn't kiss you, right? She's got boundaries and, and she's gonna stick to them and, and we respect that. But they go you can't be stuck in the friend zone. She's not looking for a friend. She's here for a husband. Mm-hmm. And and you got to be that husband. And I said it with you, Teresa, the first date. It was a, a Tinder date, of course. but Classic. But it, it was a respectable date. You had two beers and you said, I have to leave. Yeah. So I read the room. I said, okay, she's staying in control. She she doesn't want to get wild tonight. It was also a Thursday. I had a lot of work. It was also a Thursday and she had a lot of work. And so I walked you to, to, the, the, to the corner and I think we hugged. Yeah. And I paid for the beers. And so you said, next time, it's my, on me. my treat. And, mm. and so you gave me enough to know, all right, she's into it. Now, I didn't kiss you then because, no. again... I was reading the room and going, maybe she's just trying to be nice. She did leave after two beers, so maybe she's not that into me. But I said, if we have a second date, well, of course she's into me. She wouldn't, she's not going to waste her time. She's a pretty girl. She's got options. If she comes out on a second date, she's into it. Went on the second date, had a few more beers that time. Oh, boy. And I said, I literally said to myself, if I don't kiss her on the second date, well, now we're friends. If you go on a third date and you haven't kissed... I think you're friends. Yeah. And for me, it was like, yes, you're very handsome. That's one thing. But it, for me, it's always about the way the I person, smelled. I know. All that too. But the personality and do how we connected and also how you, how much you listened to me. And you did listen to me a lot because like the second day you suggested something that I said I love. Like mm. I love museums. And you were like, well, I've never been to the Med. I was thinking of going. Do you... Do you feel like coming with me? And I loved it because I was like, all right, like you listen. You're not just asking me to go to the bar and grab beers, which would be fine too. But I'm like, this was, this is good. Like I truly enjoyed the fact that you listened. Yeah. No, no, of course. And we did. And and then we went to the bar after the museum. And then yes. And I made sure not to get stuck in the friend zone, which I think is good advice here, Mm -hmm. which Again, don't cross boundaries, read the room, but you do have to progress the relationship. Yeah. You have you have to. I'm sorry. You have to. And I know we don't want to get anyone canceled. We don't want to cross any lines. Consent is absolutely a thing, but 
as Kirsten said in the bathroom when she's talking to her bridesmaids, there was two things. There was two reasons I gave him the cheek. One, the bald head, but I can look past that. Two, he didn't ask. So Shaq, you can at least ask now mm. for a kiss. And yeah. so, right? You can get the consent. Ask for the kiss. Show that you want the kiss. Friends don't kiss, but you can say, is it okay if I kiss you now? And then get the kiss and, and get out of the friend zone. Be in the husband zone because you're on married at first sight, not friends at first sight. True. Nice. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> and that's, that's it. They also had a drumline send off. Yeah, I liked it. And the previews look wild. Yeah, and I've got my answers answered. I was talking about, I think it was last time I said, on the initial previews from last year when we didn't know the couples, we didn't know anything besides it's Nashville, right? Last episode or last? I talked about this in the last episode, but I'm saying like a month or two ago was when they were releasing those previews just to to teasers, right? There was this moment when a long-haired, white woman said, I'm done. I'm done with this. And like stormed <laughs> and off. we were like, Angela on NAFS? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And when we started watching, I was like, it must be Nicole. It must be Nicole. Mm-hmm. She's nuts. It must be Nicole. Well, now we see that it was Gina. Yes. It was Gina. That was the exact snippet that we all saw last year. And it was Gina. I don't think she's fully done with him. But... We'll see. We'll Let's see. see. Yeah, the the previews look spicy, Ooh. and I'm into it. I'm into season sixteen, uh, married at first sight, Nashville. Bring it on, because up until this point, it's kind of like, man, like we're learning. There is no no drama. We expected there's some no drama. drama. There's, there's no, no drama. There's no drama. No one is appalled. Yeah. By the other person, which is usually that's when it gets exciting. When yeah, you're like, like oh man, Mitch or. Or um, Chris and Alyssa. Yeah. Uh, or like Wild Lindy. Man, Lindsay, Lindsay. Like, yeah. yeah, there is no one like that. So. Yet. 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 So let's, fingers crossed, because we love love, but we also love shit shows. We love shit okay? shows. We love shit shows more than love. I'm we really sorry. do. I said it. We I really, it. we really do. And so again, it's only episode three. Knowing maths, we have another twenty episodes to go this yeah. season. So I think it's gonna get crazy. Bring it on, crazy. Bring it on, people. Speaking of shit shows, I'll mention it again. If you fast forward in the beginning, we covered the first episode of Milf Manor with our friends from the Reality Gaze. Go check it out. Give it a listen. People, from what I hear, are loving to hate this show. So you can hear. Hear our take on it. We Teresa loves it a little more than I do. Part one on Maddie's and Pula's spot. Part one on the reality gaze. On our spot. Part two right here. Part two, just scroll down a hair and you'll see that. Speaking of scrolling down and following and making sure you don't miss an episode, follow the podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple or Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. You want to follow the podcast so that whenever we do drop a bonus episode or whenever we do drop an episode a little bit late when you're not expecting to check and look, you'll get it right to your phone. You'll get an alert. You'll know, oh, it's time to listen. It's so easy to follow the podcast. Just look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the preview. So hot. Also, speaking of following, 
Follow the Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Chat with us. Let us know your thoughts on all of the shows we're covering, whether it's 90 Day, whether it's Darcy and Stacy coming up, whether it's maths. Follow us on Instagram. Message us. You'll see memes. You'll get news. You'll get it all at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. Also, I said Darcy and Stacy. That's happening on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Join us at the Cousins Club level or the Family Affair level. For Darcy and Stacy. at the Family Affair level, you'll get a monthly bonus. You'll get video. It's all there. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. And last but not least, if you happen to have three of you, please do. We love love. Speaking of Darcy and Stacy, we love love. And we love when you guys leave us the reviews. If you leave us a five-star review... <laughs> I was gonna. I was going as long as I could go. Teresa is giving me this look. I'm here five dollars right now. I'm gonna get five dollars right now. I'm gonna get five dollars. I'm gonna get five and ten dollars. I'm just waiting for you to stop so I can say you've said it all. <laughs> I almost have Patreon.com/slash Married to Reality reviews. We'll read the five stars on the main 90 day pod. Thank you guys for listening. We love you guys so much. And if you're a new listener, we should have said that from the top of the show. If you're a new listener, if you found us from the Milf Manor collab, welcome. Welcome to the Hello, shit show. Hello, and thank you to for being here. To our beautiful shit show. To this beautiful shit show. All right. Whew. I've said it all. You've said it all. Have you said it all? I think so. All right. That means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.